Welcome to the podcast, And the Church Said. My name is Dr. Monique Smith-Gadson, also known as Dr. Mo, a Christian licensed professional counselor specializing in marriage and family therapy. I'm your host for this weekly podcast where we discuss church and culture from a Christian counseling perspective. All of our insights are rooted biblically to foster emotional, mental, and spiritual health for individuals and churches. We aim to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. Quite simply, we help the church help the people. Although I am a licensed clinician, this podcast is not intended to serve as therapy. We strongly encourage you to seek out your own personal relationship with a professional therapist. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode. Hello, everyone. So glad to have you join us for our conversation on today. Thank you so much to all of you who have listened to this podcast. Those of you who have subscribed and shared, I'm so appreciative of your support and your encouragement. If you will, please continue to share with family and friends and ask them to subscribe as well. And if you are inclined to do so, please write a review and leave a rating also. I am so encouraged when I read your feedback. Thank you again for your continued support. So today we are doing another segment on our midweek service to the church. Our discussion today will be on men and emotional expression. There is an area of research that suggests that couples experience the greatest level of marital satisfaction when these factors are present. When couples are less emotionally reactive, when there is less cutoff, which means they are avoiding one another physically or psychologically, if there is less fusion, where there is no clear sense of self or others, and when there is an ability to relate from an I position, which means a person can express his or her thoughts in personal and, resp- personal and responsible ways. So the research also suggests that this is particularly true if the male partner remains emotionally present and available. I thought to myself, wow, what a responsibility. How overwhelming this can feel if one has no idea what this means or how to achieve it. I have worked extensively with premarital couples and marriages, and families, so I do know how important it is for males to be present, and to be available, and to be expressive. In the context of the premarital session, there are ample opportunities to educate and demonstrate emotional presence and availability. However, I think about those who may not be in a counseling office either for premarital or marital or individual counseling. How do we facilitate this? How do we encourage men to be present and available? And what does this mean? Well, to be emotionally available means that one needs to be in touch with his or her emotions 
to be able to define them and to share them. To be present is to be able to experience your feelings. To be able to be okay with how you feel and to channel the emotions constructively. It is common for people to suppress their emotions. However, it is not always healthy, especially when that is one's go-to for dealing emotionally or to not deal. To tuck those pesky feelings away. Yeah. And on top of that, the social conditioning of most males to not express their feelings is another factor. Especially when sometimes it is considered to be effeminate that you're not strong, quote unquote, there, if you're not emotionally, if you are emotionally expressive. Yeah, you put all of that in the pot and you stir it up and what do we have? We have to start earlier with young boys, giving them words to express their emotions. We cannot shut down males and their emotions from early in their lives and then expect them to suddenly be able to switch it on when they find themselves as husbands or fathers or just being a good friend to another. In a research article that is entitled, Man Up, Young Men's Lived Experiences and Reflections on Counseling, Eva Reed discusses some of the following insights. One, the participants reported from their lived experiences that men are emotionally reserved. Two, the participants discussed how their brothers or fathers and even their pastors were reticent in their own emotional expressions. As a result, the participants had to infer what their role models, models were experiencing emotionally. In addition, they did not learn to express emotions from their role models and therefore learned to suppress their own emotional expressions. Thirdly, the participants also noted their role models who avoid emotional confrontation that reveal um, vulnerabilities. They noted that these role models engaged in unhealthy practices to cope with emotional or personal difficulties including isolation and drinking. One participant noted alcohol was commonly used as a method to suppress feelings and to isolate what might be seen as weaknesses. We, men and women, have to encourage men to express what they are feeling. We have to provide spaces for them to feel safe and to express their emotions without feeling judged or criticized. We have to normalize feeling bad when stuff is crummy because that's an appropriate emotion. If I have experienced great loss, then yes, I should be sad or depressed or angry or confused or frustrated. 
I wonder how this looks for the church to support the emotional development of men from the youngest to the oldest. Do we challenge them to express feelings and not just thoughts? Do we help them to understand the gravity of the consequences of them not showing up? The emotional consequences, the physical consequences to their health over time. If we're going to have emotionally healthy marriages, yes, it's helpful if both individuals are emotionally present and available. But today, I'm just focusing on my brothers. The research shows, especially when my brothers are emotionally present and available, that marital satisfaction is great. And also, the younger men learn healthy and appropriate emotional expression. God in his sovereignty created Adam first, not because he felt that Adam was superior, but that was his order of operations, if you will. Foundation. What is built upon men at times and their ability to be emotionally available and present was at stake. We need to consider emotional development of our males from young to old as a part of discipleship within the church. We need to help them put words to their feelings. We need to encourage them to seek counseling, to unpack some of the blockages that hinder that process. We need to encourage emotional health and healing. So after you have heard my call, what will be your response? And the church said, thank you for listening. And until next time, let anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the spirit says to the churches.